up, Lincoln? Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Morning, happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen. Early break, full show ahead. Lots to get to on this Monday morning. The good news and bad news over the weekend for Nebraska athletics, and uh, and more than that, we got the PGA Championship. We got to talk about because I watched plenty of that this weekend. Did not make it down to Tulsa though. Did not go. You know, I thought about it all last week. It did not happen. On Friday, went to Kansas City instead. We'll discuss that later on in the show, but I did not get there, but I did still watch plenty of the PGA Championship. How are you today? You got to say who won that thing? Who won that thing? Justin Thomas, the champion, as you heard from Eddie Garcia there in the update, uh, seven shots down going into the final round. He shot three under par uh, yesterday, finds his way into a playoff with Will Zalatoris, and goes two under par in the three-hole playoff to beat Zalatoris and win his second PGA Championship, his uh, first one since uh, was 2017. Yeah. Justin Thomas. Yeah, you would have gone down and followed Tiger. And that that yeah. is a sad – that was a sad story. I don't know if it is, but it was. Yeah, I was texting you. I said, yeah, I, I felt kind of bad about not going, although the weather was sucky. It was cold. It was windy. There was some rain on Saturday, so I didn't feel horrible. But I felt worse, like you said. If I had gone down – and watched Tiger Woods shoot nine over par, which he shot on Saturday, then withdrew, did not even play on Sunday because he was in so much pain. I think I'd be hurting mentally and physically. I think from you that. might have been. It's like watching your hero just like die on the course, basically. Well, not die on the course. That's no. a little dramatic. Yeah, well, it's not not exactly it's a little that. Little dramatic. But watching him suffer terribly. He was on the bogey train. He he was on he was on the bogey train. Five yeah. or six straight bogeys. It was something like that. Yeah. Then he buried hole fifteen. And then he, you know, he finished strong. Ever the grinder, Tiger. Yes. Um, but that was the that was a pretty big story on Saturday. But you're right. The weather was not good. I mean, it was fifties and blustery. It wouldn't have been no an enjoyable experience for you. No, it wouldn't have. You might as well stay home and and I don't know what you did. What I you went do? to Kansas City instead. That's right. Yeah. Were you in Kansas City all weekend? Yeah, I came back yesterday. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was um, fun. It's a good time. Good for you. Get on the hog this weekend at all? No, it's in the shop. Oh. It's in the shop, which was a bummer yesterday. I will go get it today. Um, but yeah, it's in the shop. Don't don't let's not talk about that. We're off to it, kind of depressed? a rough start. I'm not rough. It's, well, not it's rough a little all. rough. Talking we're talking about? about Tiger. Now we're talking about a Harley going in the shop. Anybody who has a Harley knows you're mm, might as well just buy another one. Um, <laughs> well, we might as well, right? <laughs> um, so that uh, that's that. But I'll get it back today, and, and hopefully Good. the weather well, will be okay. Yeah, thank not, you. Today, today is not a bike riding day, just so you know. You're not sure about that. Are, the the high is 62 today. It, it seems a little chilly to ride the bike after days of 70s, 80s, and 90s yeah, it's recently. It's not perfect, but as long as it's dry, it's good. Thank you. Uh, you won't be able to ride it Tuesday or Wednesday because it's going right. to rain. Right. Now, Thursday, Friday, you're in the clear. So that's your weather report per me. 
Yes. Thank Big you. weather guy. Yeah, there was a lot. Actually, there was a lot going on this weekend. Yes. Well, let's get to the positive news for Nebraska first. From yesterday, late yesterday, at late afternoon, Nebraska uh, lands another commitment from the transfer portal. This this, this player was, I, for, I think for a full week, rumored was, was kind of leaning toward Georgia Tech, but yeah. Nebraska gets the commitment from Alabama defensive lineman Stephon when he joins Kane Williams as the second Alabama transfer to go to Nebraska, Sip. I mean, a month ago, a month ago, I was in uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama, and Nebraska was trying to get their first addition to the defensive line, which they got in O'Shawn Mathis. Then they get Devin Drew, and now they get Stephon Wynn. So you went from a bleak defensive line unit to one that you feel actually probably maybe pretty good about now, right? I. I think so. I, I think you have to. I don't know what to make. I'm not of. saying you have to believe that or, or feel that way, but but there's no doubt that they actually have some some bodies in the room now that should take some pressure off other guys like Ty Robinson who played the entire spring because of a lack of bodies to help him out. Yeah, so how do we assess this? Yeah. How do we assess all of this without Oh, oh no, you know what's going to happen now. Oh, no. Are you chugging Kool-Aid over No, there? I'm not, but we're going to be accused it? of it. So we have to walk this fine line between kind of, kind of, not lavishing, but at least giving <laughs> some praise to this coaching staff for responding the way they have in the portal. That's Nebraska now, Jacob, 14 transfer 14. portal. 14 transfer portal additions. Three JUCOs, three JUCOs, 15 high school players. That's 32. The 32, as Sean Callahan points out, ties the biggest one-year haul we've seen at Nebraska in the history of the 85 scholarship era. It ties what? Ties what year? You should be able to get this. The 32-player haul. Yeah. Ties. I'm gonna go with uh, 2000. Stay what? Stay engaged. Two, well, it was Bill Callahan. Yes. 2004 or five. One of those you years. You got it. You're five. good at this. Five. Stuff. Yes. You 2005. Nailed it. One for one today. Yes. All right. Let's so what do alive. we do? What do we say? Well, I mean, I think they're gonna get Marcus Washington too. By the way, from Texas. Yeah, the receiver. I think that could come at any moment. Um. So what? What do we say about this hall? Well, you say that they are trying hard right now, because okay, that's that, that's not me being you know trying to be in jest here. I'm trying. I was serious. No, you got to you got to walk a fine line. I know because I'm not going to sit here and say, "Wow, this is going to work out perfectly," and these additions are all going to be awesome. But, but I cannot sit here and say they're not trying either. Oh my God, that they, they they are efforting to make this roster better, especially in areas where they have been lacking. They not they didn't get one Alabama guy. They got two Alabama guys. Now most people would say if you're getting Alabama if you're poaching at, well, not poaching Alabama cuz they didn't go in and get starters there. But I mean the guy was at Alabama and he was he made it for 4 years without getting run. Now, we're talking about Stefan Wynn. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't, uh, he played 100, I mean, let's see what he did here. Four to, he uh, he played 10 to 15 plays per game at Bama, basically, for four seasons. He played 163 total snaps in 21 total games in three seasons. 
Okay. Okay. Six in, in 2021, this past season, he saw a time in seven games with 68 total snaps of action. Okay. So, you know, he's playing for an organization that's loaded up front. Now, he didn't get run. He wasn't playing a lot. But, you know, what we do in this market, we exalt four-star players. He was a four-star player um, at a, in, in South Carolina. And then he went to IMG Academy. So, he has a background. Well, My guess is he'll come in. Now, this is what you wonder, right? I mean, it, I, this is good for Ty Robinson. Ty Robinson's always had kind of a free ride to playing time here, right? Now, what I hope, what yes, I hope, he has. he has, he's had a free ride to play. He's time. a good player, but he has, he has had a free time to, yeah, free time to play time. Well, I mean, is there is there a chance that this guy could come in and say, hey, you better, you got to work now because I'm, I'm coming for your job. Yeah, let's push guys to get better. Yeah, I mean, that that's what you hope. That's what you hope. But well, they, they, now the defensive line, you can't. Yeah, you have to say they brought in pieces, and now you look at it a lot differently. Right. Yeah. Here's my. This might be something bigger than it than it could. It should be. But I hope that with the additions of Kane Williams and Stephon Wynn, these are guys that are used to winning at a very high level. Yes. Like they have seen how their program in Alabama won, how they made it happen. What it was. It wasn't just game day. It was game week. It was practices. What what was done in practice that they can see here when they're going that they don't like or they can say we we need we need to improve this area. What can they bring to the team and to the coaching staff? Maybe to say we can we do this in practice to get better? Also, yeah, well, it, yeah. it just it's bringing winning habits, right? Yes, I That's think what so. we want to be brought to this to the the staff and also to the team itself. I think so. Now it's it's that's that's it's hard to just sign off on right giving a guy the tag. He's got winning habits without ever. Meeting. He comes from a winning program. There's no doubt about that. No he doubt knows. That. He knows what winning feels like. Yeah. Or what it looks like. Yeah. And Nebraska had to beat out teams for these guys. Um, yeah. It was. It felt like with Stefan Win last week. It felt like Georgia Tech. I know it did. And then all of the sudden, late last week, late last week, I I heard. Oh no! I I think he's. I think he's Nebraska. And now I'm hearing the same thing about Marcus Washington, the Texas receiver who started seven games last year for the Horns. Uh, so if, if they landed him, that'd be 15 guys from the portal. 15 from the 15 portal. 15 from the portal. Yeah, which is a that's a big number. It is a big number. Yeah, that's Georgia Tech's right at that number right now, for instance. Um, well, I, I, Michigan State going into last season was in the 20s. 20s, range. yeah, I know. Yeah, it was in the 20 range. Now, one of the ways that – Mel Tucker made it work at Michigan State was he didn't bring guys in and give them positions and say this is your this is your spot. He made them work for it. That helped the culture. Guys, the guys, the non-transfers saw that, and that helped. That helped matters. They what you don't want to see necessarily is Devin Drew mm -hmm. and Stephon Wynn and these other guys handed jobs. Except I'd hand O'Shawn one. <laughs> You rushed the passer. You are starting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are starting game yeah, one. Yeah, oh, Sean, you're uh, exempt from that conversation. Now please validate that by playing well, but you are starting game one. Everybody else has got to earn a job. Oh, Sean, you're, it's your job's yours. Yeah, I, I'm only. Be, I'm sort of being facetious, but uh, in a way, I'm not. He's that. He's oh, Sean Mathis, the TCU transfer pass rusher, is proven. So, so are the other guys to a varying degrees. But I, I mean, what are we gonna do? I mean. 
I don't know. It's now it's all now it's all about getting these guys in and assimilating them and getting them ready for camp. Now Devin Drew doesn't arrive until camp. Um, now I think I think Stephon Wynn is arriving, and I mean like arriving in in any day now, like today or tomorrow ish. Kane Williams, same thing. If they get Marcus Washington, which I'm I'm saying ninety percent, um, the, then that'd be the same thing. He'd come in. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people are drinking Kool Aid or not, but right now it's throwing us for a loop a little. Well, bit. yeah, I, I, you tip I, your cap to Frost. You I, can't I, help it. You I can't tip, help it. You tip the cap to the staff for sure, and Frost for for. Going hard in the portal. I mean, they're, they're getting guys. They're getting a lot of guys. 15 this didn't, players. This didn't have players. to work out this way. I mean, it could have. we could have been sitting here going, yeah, they tried the portal. This didn't get much. And what's wrong? Why can't Nebraska get guys in the portal? What, what's the problem at Nebraska? They go out and get one of the very top players available in Mathis. Mm-hmm. Then they go and get one of the very best D linemen, two of the very best D linemen available in Drew and Wynn. That doesn't – that's not – that just doesn't happen. That's work. And, and just imagine, Sip, like if, if game one against in, in Ireland and against Northwestern that you see these players starting, let's say they are starting, uh-huh. if it's all three of them, Mathis, Drew, and, and, uh, and oh, Wynn. Oh, Sean. Uh, I said oh, Mathis, Drew, and Stefan Wynn. Right. If, if all three of these guys are starting and they look good in doing so, you're like, the portal worked. The portal is going to work. Defensive linemen, it shouldn't be that hard to – learn the quote-unquote system i mean i don't think it should be a that should be a taxing mental challenge to learn now i guess that, that's learning the system is one thing learning new techniques um how to adapt those techniques to the system that'll that that can take time well i mean you're not really concerned about you know so where they come from? Stephon Wynn comes from Alabama. Linemen are big in that conference. You're not worried about him having an adjustment period right. with the no, linemen. Yeah, exactly. Now with O'Shawn right. Mathis and yeah, Devin Drew, a little different. The Big Twelve to the Big Ten is is different with the offensive yeah, linemen in, right. in the style of play. So maybe that's true. You see a little bit of a and maybe a potential issue off the start there. Maybe, yeah, but maybe. Stephon Wynn, I, I nothing. I mean, SEC and Big Ten are very similar yes. in the size yes. of the linemen. He Bob, won't be yeah. seeing anything different from no. what he saw. In the SEC, no, no, you're right. That's a good. The learning point. curve is going to be much less for him than Mathis and and Drew. As far as that, as far as that learning curve is concerned, you wonder if in this transfer portal age that coaches have to adjust the way they do things. Um, do, do they have to adjust the way they coach? Do you have to actively tell yourself, look, if we're bringing in an influx of players, we have to maybe make it simpler. We can't. We have to. We have to go pretty bare bones in our approaches, technique wise, scheme wise. I don't know. I I wonder about that. Um, if you now, this this is probably okay. Now this is what people wonder: Are we in a unique situation here with the number of portal guys that Nebraska is bringing in? Is it? It's not going to be 15 every year, right? Well, on that note, let's get a text from Wet Blanket, who, who's texting right about that, basically. He says, there's a couple texts here. Uh, he says, what, what you can say about this class is that it's a clear indication of the failure of Frost's tenure to date. Hear this? Yeah. Number one, he is clearly desperate to win this year, mm-hmm. obviously. Number two, 
he feels like he has a better chance to do that with players from other programs than the ones who have been here in his, for the last four years. He says also, you're missing a huge difference between Scott Frost and Mel Tucker. Tucker revamped his roster in year two of his program. He was recruiting over players he inherited. Frost is in year five and is recruiting over his own failures. Yeah, he is. Some of this is recruiting over guys who left that could have come back. I mean, the reason you had to go out and get Mathis, Drew, and Stephon Wynn is because why? Because still he completed his eligibility. Damian Daniels chose not to play a six-year, as did DeAndre Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's some of it. Who Casey uh, Rogers. Casey goes Rogers to left, and Jordan Riley left. No, Casey Oregon, Rogers went Oregon, to Oregon. Oregon. Excuse me, Oregon. Yeah, Casey Oregon. Rogers went to Oregon, transfer portal era. Yep. No real reason. I mean, I know some reasons, but like mostly just NIL related stuff. Casey Rogers goes to Oregon. Jordan Riley goes to Oregon. So I don't know. Wet, if you look at it that way, are you. Is that fair to say that those are failures? Was Ben Stilley, Damian Daniels, and DeAndre Thomas, do you chalk those up as failures that they left? Stilley couldn't come back. Now, some people would say. Some people would say, well, you lost Damian Daniels and DeAndre Thomas. We are hitting at a high level. They, they would have come back for six years. I say I didn't want to be in college for six years. Now, now yeah. that, and, you I know, didn't I, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't – and I had factors it's, I had to get out. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Yeah. Right. right. Now, there's other people who say, no, if they're clicking, those guys would stay for six. I don't know. It's, it's an in- – now, is that a failure if guys don't stay for six years? No. No, is it not. Cam Taylor Britt? Is that a failure that he got that that was that a failure on Frost's part that he got drafted in the second round? No, that's, wet, that's I mean, a compliment. I mean, wet. You feel like sometimes you just go out of your way to be negative. I mean, <laughs> that, that that's that's just kind of going out of your way at that point. Are well, those failures I, well, that well, I just pointed out? I think well, he's saying more the fact that you don't have guys in the roster to replace those players. That's fair. Right? If, if, you, if you're if you're relying on a six-year player to come back, you're, you're like you're right. It's not necessarily going to just happen because they want to come play football. But do you have a backup plan for that? Do you have guys that you trust that you recruited in the freshman and sophomore class to play? Well, that's and the, the problem issue. has been no. That's the issue. That now that's an issue. There's no doubt right. about that's, that. That's I think what Maurice is saying is that's yeah. the, that's the recruiting failure there. Not the guys that are leaving yeah. like Damian Daniels and, and Thomas. They must feel that some of those young guys that, they, that we don't have to name them in, the, in this context just aren't ready. Some of the freshmen, and, and that's what what Plank is more talking about is that yeah. you don't that, have that the young sense. players that you brought in to be freshmen and sophomores ready to play. I understand where West come from, but how much of this is just the the world you're in? Some of it is that, and some of it's pandemic-related, too. Now, Wet could say, Sybil, you go out of your way to be a, an apologist. I get that. But I'm try- all I'm trying to do is look at it in a fair manner. That's all I try to do. I'm just trying to be fair to all parties. If Casey Rogers and Jordan Riley don't take off, none of this is ne- not, not all of this is needed, right? You don't have to go get Stephon Wynn. No. But, yeah, you lost but Casey Rogers there. leads for really no good reason. Just because of – let's just chalk it up to the times. Because he could leave. Because we've created a world where you can leave. Now, Gary Barta of Iowa has the right idea. Stop that nonsense. Just stop it. No more one-year free transfer. But, that, but right now, that's what we're in. 
So you are going to lose guys, and then you got to go replace. But do we? So how do you? This is why I'd ask Wet Blanket. You are. I. I. My guess is from Wet Blanket's text that he's very in favor of one year transfer, the one year free transfer. If if on one hand you say you're in favor of the one year free transfer, and then knock a coaching staff for going and replacing guys who transferred for no reason, what are we doing then? Well, I mean, what do we? I mean, how how hypocritical can you become at that point, right? Yeah. If you're knocking, if you're if you're throwing all your weight behind, oh yeah, these players should be able to transfer one year for one free time, and then you're knocking a coaching staff for replacing players that do that. What are we doing? Then? Well, that's what happens when you have a program that's losing for five years. You can't win. No, you, you can't, can't win. win with this. You can't win with the fans. No, because. You can't. Because you might be doing something right, but the record says you're doing something wrong, right. and so that's gonna, that takes away any sort of positivity you can get. Right. I mean, they. This is the world. You lose players in, to the transfer portal. You go to the transfer portal and get players. Winning does not cure all, but it cures a lot. Yeah. And Nebraska is. Now the question I have is: is I think does Nebraska become more of a transfer portal program? You know, than others in the league, in, than others in its own division. Yeah, right now it is for sure. Wisconsin, Iowa got nobody out of the transfer portal. Zero. They developed they develop their own guys. Wisconsin's not playing the game. It's Purdue, the Iowa way. Purdue's not in an NIL game. They're not structured at all in the NIL. Well, we're about to learn that. Okay, is is it? You know, are those systems, those programs, going to have the upper hand because they've just developed their own guys, or is Nebraska going to leapfrog them by getting guys that are developed elsewhere and hope they click here? Right. This is a this is a this development, this Stefan Wynn development, along with Devin Drew and O'Shawn Mathis and all the guys they brought in uh for spring ball is a is a pretty grand experiment. <laughs> it is. Well it is. It's a pr- and they're in pretty dire that, times right now. Add to that the addition of the coaches, um, most notably the offensive coordinator, um, Whip Mark Whipple. Yeah, and it is a grand freaking experiment that's going to be fascinating when we're in Dublin. Okay, because we're going to see what it looks like out of the gate and in Dublin of all places. Yeah. Right, not, not in Lincoln, not in no. Evanston, but Ireland. Yes, we'll be in the city center, which is one and one half miles from the stadium. We'll be walking over. I'll be there. Yeah, we'll be walking. walking over to a stadium we're completely unfamiliar with. Yep, can't wait. In a country we're completely unfamiliar. <laughs> I know with. it's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> Let's get a call from Vince on this Monday morning. Vince, Vince in Napa Valley, four six four five six eight five. Vince. You're on early break. Go ahead, man. Vince. Vince, are you there? Vince. Oh, go ahead, Vince. Now you're good. Our friend Vince. Let's see. Well, first we of go. all, Steph, before I get into it, before I get into all the you know, you know the you know the talk of uh, the transfers and Stephon Wynn, on Friday when I was running my route. Yes. Now you mentioned you mentioned your Harley earlier. Yes. I saw a sign that made me totally think of you because I do think of Steph quite a bit. Oh, so, thank you. Um, <laughs> anyhow, I'm delivering to a house that's in Fairfield, California. Okay. The next door neighbor has a sign above the door, uh, above the door, and, it, and it's a pretty large one. It says, "Home is where the Harley is." 
<laughs> you need that sign. Yeah, that's you need pretty nice. That no, sign. I don't think yeah, you do. allow it. Get the I, sign. I, I like that. Thank you for that vignette, Vince. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that is, a, that is definitely a sign that belongs at Casa de Sipple. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but back to regular programming. Okay, uh, okay. As far as... You know, as far as the whole mindset of the transfer, I mean, the transfer portal, I mean, yes, some of that is the times that we're in and also specifically the times that Nebraska's in because, uh, you know, I mean, it's five straight losing years, six out of seven. And, you know, now if we, now if we had, say, five straight winning seasons or no, not just winning seasons, but years in which we were winning eight, nine, ten games, you know, ten games a year, then – you know, as a coaching staff, it's not necessarily a matter of desperation. You can afford to play the young guys, and you can afford them have them take their lumps. Whereas, you know, since the pre- you know the pressure's on this staff. I mean, you know, it does not, and I'm not necessarily you know t- taking any telling any secrets, but uh, you know, defensive line. I've said it all along. That's the one position where you want depth because some of the best defensive lines ever in football at any level have depth. So, you know, we have the bodies. Now it's just a matter of getting them to play. And uh, back to this whole culture thing, I mean, you know, to me it still begs the question. It's like, okay, does the culture change because a program wins or loses? Or does a program win or lose because the culture changes? You know, but uh, I would argue that, you know, yes, I don't want to build a team this way every single year. Okay. I tend to I tend to prefer a team that you know that develops and maybe gets a few players here and there in the transfer portal rather than being excessively reliant on it. But I would contend that right now might be the very best time to have a class that's very heavy with transfers because mm-hmm. if you walk up to any one of these transfers, whether it's Oshawn Mathis or Casey Thompson or whoever, and say, "Yeah, this program's had five straight losing seasons," they can always turn around and say. They haven't had it on my watch. <laughs> That's that, you know, but you know, but again, whether you're coming from the transfer portal mm-hmm. or whether you've been in this program yes. for three, four, five years, mm-hmm. it comes down to this oh, guy. Okay. And okay. I'm coming. I'm yeah. coming, guys. Yes. 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 Come August twenty seventh. We have a game with Ireland to play. <laughs> and that means you go out there and you kick their ass for the first play of the game to the last. And you fight. Thank you, Vince. I hope Vince is in his garage. Vince has young children. The neighbors are turning on their lights saying, what's going on outside? (laughs) Vince Vince has children in the house. (laughs) I think he goes out in his garage and does it. I hope so. God bless you, Vince. Out in his truck, maybe. I don't know. Vince. um, Yeah, okay, so the question, Jake, the natural question. You know what? You know what? While Vince was talking, thank you, Vince, for that. While he was going through his spiel you know what if I'm in charge over there I'm looking at this off season and saying I really like the energy I like this back against the wall mentality let's keep it let's always have fourth down at Nebraska maybe not 15 transfer portal additions which we're heading to we have four, Nebraska's 14 right now but 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 keep everybody on alert We'll go. We'll go and get guys. Okay, we can. We can because we just did. Always have. See, I think what we're seeing is a fourth down mentality. They have to have it. Oh, they better have it. Yeah, they have to have they, it. They know. They Where have was to have it? it? Where was it? Is one question. 
all right, but now it's there, so let's just deal with that. And maybe, like Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald has suggested in the past, just have Nebraska sort of be that portal program, 10 a year, you know, 7, 10 a year. I think that's what Sam has suggested. I did the Sip and Sam Showdown podcast with Sam, and he was a, like a portal advocate. And th- this this run of talent they've accumulated sort of makes me think keep this mentality i don't if they're a seven to ten a year portal team i i'm not offended i i think a lot of it depends on again and i'm it's exciting but do they all gel when they get here does it does it work yeah you've got a lot of guys that that are coming from different programs and in different ways they, they were taught to play football they were coached these are the rules you're under it's not great i don't like it but these are the rules. So 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 this is the world you live in. It's not this is not the world you love or the world I love, the transfer portal NIL world, but this is the world. So do it. Use it. That's what they're doing. I don't know if it I don't know if it swung quickly. I don't know if it swung from Georgia Tech to Nebraska because of some NIL deal. I don't know that. Um we've heard O'Shawn Mathis and Devin Drew say that wasn't a huge factor in their decisions. I don't know what kind of factor it was in the decisions of Stefan Wynn and Kane Williams. Kane Williams, a safety from Alabama. But I, something swung them. Nebraska got them. If the, if this is the way this is the thing that you don't want to get into. If they lose Stefan Wynn to Georgia Tech, what are you doing? Oh, they can't even beat Georgia Tech for a guy. So don't so if if they beat Georgia Tech, don't don't just wave it off and say big deal. You know? Can't you can't play it that way, right? Well, you, you shouldn't. But you know, people are cynical right now. They, they want to be optimistic. They're they're begging to be optimistic and have a reason to what? be optimistic. And this is giving them a reason I'd, to be optimistic. Yeah. But they also need to be fair or careful yeah. before going all in. I know with five straight losing seasons I, that I, you will have right now. I would say maybe maybe the is it is it okay to put it this way? You know what? You know what? This has gotten pretty interesting. Well, there's no doubt it's inter- interesting, and, and and kudos to Nebraska again for for making it interesting, following a three and nine football season. Yeah, yeah. Now, but that three and nine is was even interesting, right? It wasn't a three and nine like you'd typically associate a three and nine team with, right? It wasn't. There's no way you can say that. Otherwise, they wouldn't be projected to win seven and a half by. Fan, fan duel, duel Kings, ESPN, FPI. Is it FPI? I think they, they have them at six or something. Six, six, six or half. something. Yeah. yeah. But still, six, six or something. Yeah, but still, better um, than the last five years. Right, right. Any of the last five years. Right. So, it's uh, yeah, it's all very – I would just say it's gotten really interesting. And that trip to Dublin is going to be fascinating. 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 And what if they – well, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, what, what if they what? Nothing. What if they what? Curb stomp Northwest. Well, that'd be that'd be great. Let's, yeah. go, let's go win fifty six to seven again. Do it again. Replicate that from last year. Thank then you. Then we're all chugging Kool Aid. I'm not chugging Kool Aid. I'm not. And you know what? You could really you could have hammered me on my my sort of withering critique of Wet Blanket. He has the name Wet Blanket. Of course, yeah, he's got to pour cold water. For. Yeah, and I and I don't. My sense of humor wasn't hasn't kicked in yet 
this morning. Yeah. And here I am criticizing a guy for being negative whose name is Wet Blanket. Yeah. It's his job to be critical. <laughs> it's his job. Uh, we got Sorry, a, We got time for a quick call before we get to break. Bobby, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, I told you guys after spring ball. Bob, it's Bob. You're going to have to trust the coaches. Mm-hmm. And that they would get that they would get this defensive line together. Yes. I told you so. You did, Bobby. And I'm going to tell you something else. It's not it's not Kool-Aid. It's Big Red Gum and Big Red Soda. Okay. Big Red Soda. And I'm going to tell you something else. Okay. And all these people say, we've heard this before from the coaches. Have you? From last I knew, we had four new coaches. Okay? <laughs> so this isn't something from what from the last four years. Okay? Okay. So what? And you better jump on the bandwagon now because if you don't, it's going to pass you by. All right, Bobby. And Bobby will be riding on it, <laughs> waving. <laughs> Bobby, thank you. These guys have so much energy for six I know. Vincent Bobby. Vince is yelling at the garage. Bob is going insane, <laughs> calling in. God, it's Monday morning it's so six. nice. Thank you so much, guys. I, I, I envy you guys' energy right now. Well, you have it, too. You're I have. No, listen, I've got to get energy. Those guys, <laughs> way more than I have. Well, I think you elicit some of that. Thank you, Vince and Napa. And Bobby and I think Lincoln. Yeah, it's got to be Bobby and Lincoln. I really like the. F- I really Bobby. You know what? One thing you can say about Bobby, he's unwavering. He's very unwavering. Very positive. Yeah. Fan bases need guys. He's like got Kool Aid all over his jacket. He doesn't have Kool Aid. He's got red soda. Big red soda. Big More red next soda. in early break in the ticket.